worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Sports Cage is your locker room pass. We're talking riders on Saskatchewan Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Well, today is the day that all CFL teams open the checkbook, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have. It's CFL Free Agency Day. Sports Cage Edition, Maz here, Ryan McNally, Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries, bringing communities together. Sask Lottery products fund over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. We're going to have one of the newest riders, Jalen Edwards Cooper, on the radio with us here in uh, probably about 10 minutes time. Three years in the CFL, all with the BC Lions, and one of the first things we got to ask, hey, how's it feel to be part of Rider Nation? You played against it. Now that you're part of that, how does it feel? So uh, some of the other big signings that the uh, Riders have announced today, Jermarcus Hardrick. These are some of the worst-kept secrets in sports, McNally. We know this. Uh, Malik Carney, uh, Jameer Thurman. The Herdman-Reed twins are both back. One of them was a re-sign. One of them was an extension. Um, And to me, and we posted this on social media, I don't know how you feel. But it's a good day in Ryderville. Uh, it's it's an awesome day to be part of Ryder Nation. Absolutely. I think the uh, Herdman Reen brothers uh, might actually be the big surprise out of all this. Uh, and anytime you can add to your Canadian linebacker depth, that's uh, usually a good sign. And having both Justin and Jordan back in green and white. Uh, obviously, Jordan signed with Calgary uh, last season, but uh, back where he belongs in uh, in Ryderville. <laughs> You got to any of the time you can get some of those dogs, as they call them, on special teams, and those guys are their special teams demons. That's what, and, and it's funny. Over the past couple of years, remember who was it? Uh, Gagne that we lost that went to Montreal. We lost some of those, maybe some of those unsung Canadian hero special teams guys, and you just and you just saw it fall off. So it's good to see the Herdman Reeds. Uh, uh, Back uh, in Rider Nation. There's other news. There's some other big signings, some players that we, I know that uh, we, Micah Tights, who was a fan favorite for a lot of people, he signed with the Calgary Stampeders. There's a good chance Jamal Morrow is going to be moving on. Um, you know, but you know what? We're going to focus on who is coming to be part of Rider Nation. And Jalen Edwards Cooper will be coming up shortly on the Western Pizza Guest Hotline. Hey, if you want to get in on the show, uh, rate free agency so far for the Riders. Send us a text, Capital Ford Lincoln text line, 306-936-6262. Capital Ford Lincoln, Saskatchewan's number one Ford retailer, CapitalFordLincoln.com. Outside of free agency, the usual suspects, it is Tuesday. We're going to have a Rash Madani in about an hour's time. And then, uh, as we usually do, we round out the show at about uh, 20 to 6. Glenn Suter will be on to give his thoughts. Suits probably watches more, just like Fairhome yesterday, more football in a different way than most of us. He'll be able to uh, give the honest assessment of how he thinks J.O. and the team has done uh, so far. So Jalen Edwards Cooper is coming up. We're going to take a quick break here and uh, come back. It's the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. 
house is your house. Welcome inside the sports cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. You can connect with the show. You can call us at 1-866-767-0620, or you can shoot us a text, 306-936-6262, on the Capital Ford Lincoln text line. We got a lot of rider free agent stuff to talk about, but we can't forget big Pats game tonight, taking on the Medicine Hat Tigers. Pats right now, five points out of a playoff spot and surging. Don't forget the pregame show on CKRM. Tonight starts at 6.30. Uh, Dante DiCario will have the call. Uh, going after seven. Now, if you follow us on so on the socials, as the kids call it, we appreciate that. Uh, if you're on the Facebook page, there's just, there's just a bunch of fresh content there for you. Uh, one of the things is we got the police blotter or the police report from the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. And if you saw any of the coverage online this weekend, it was very little about the golf and a ton about the degenerates that were there trying to watch this golf tournament. The Canadian Nick Taylor ended up winning. Uh, did you know that there was over 600 calls to the cops from the golf course alone? When do you ever phone the cops from a golf course? Uh, we'll get to that. If you want to follow us, we're at Sports Cage on Facebook. Uh, we promised, and we're going to have a lot of them today, uh, the newest members of Ryder Nation. First one, he comes from the BC Lions. Jalen Edwards Cooper. And if we take a look, he went to school at Texas A&M Commerce. He's originally from Springs, Texas. Uh, he was a BC Lion. Jalen, how does it feel, now that the, your name is on the dotted line, how does it feel to be part of Rider Nation? Man, it, it feels great to be a part of Rider Nation, man. Uh, I'm ecstatic, honestly. Um, just, you know, the fans and uh, the city, everything, you know, the atmosphere there. I'm just excited to be a part of, of what you guys have to offer. Now, when you first came into the league three years ago with the BC Lions and the very first time that you came to Saskatchewan, did you think this has like a, a college football atmosphere and a college football feel to basically how we are nuts for our football team? Definitely, definitely, definitely. It definitely feels a college uh, atmosphere, you know, um, just how you guys, y'all rally around you guys' teams and, and things like that. And then kind of with the rules and things like that, it just kind of gave me a, a college atmosphere. And then just being out of uh, out of college ball for a couple of years, man, it just kind of brought back that, that joy to me again. And, it, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just I love this game, the CFL game, the Canadian game that we play. And I, I love it, and it just gives me that, that same fun as, as if I was just a kid again all, all over again. Jalen, I guess what was your uh, biggest selling point uh, for joining the Riders? I mean, uh, coming over from B.C., I mean, a uh, bit of a culture shock here. We're a bit smaller here in Regina, but uh, I guess what was that uh, big selling point for you? Man, the coaches, man, honestly, it was the coaches, man. I just love the energy that you guys, uh, that the coaches have brought. And, um, you know, I mean, the fans in, in the stadium, you know, the city, I mean, honestly, it sold itself to me. It's not as big, big as Vancouver, but, uh, you know, I, I just had a, a newborn, so I have a little girl here now. So I just feel like the, the thing, it just aligned that way for me. And I feel like what better place for me to, you know, start my family in uh, Saskatchewan. So I was just like, man, let's, let's go. Let's, let's, let's saddle up. <laughs> All right. So take us behind the scenes. 
is it your agent reaching out to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders or is it the Saskatchewan Rough Riders reaching out to your agent saying, hey, uh, JEC, I don't know if anybody calls you that. Um, let's have a chat. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's see how this goes. Let's see where what we're both feeling here. Um, how does how does that work uh, when you are a free agent and you hit, you're hitting the open market? Uh, free agency, man, it, it's always uh, kind of tough, honestly, man. It's, it's just a lot going on, man. Uh, I try to stay out of it a little bit. I try to let my agent work it and do his thing, man. I just kind of tell him, tell him what I feel and uh, just offer the, the details and information that he gets. And with that, man, he just tries to get me, you know, in the best predicament for myself. So, um, but just to tell you how it goes a little bit behind the scenes, man. The riders, uh, they they contacted my my agent, my agent is Kenny Kemp. They contacted him, and uh, they had been telling him that they were very, very interested in me. And uh, you know, um, I love BC. I have a lot of relationships there. I was I was there for the last three years. So um, you know, just with the coaches and my teammates, man. Like I didn't see myself leaving BC at first. Like just right when I you know free, hit free agents, I didn't see myself leaving BC. But like I said, man, with the energy and the coaches, man, that they were giving me, man. You know, I was just like, man, I, I think this is a better time. I just feel like me and BC weren't on the same page at that, that moment. So I feel like what what better way, you know what I'm saying, to, to go ahead and just, you know, come to Saskatchewan, man, and, and see what they have to offer. Show them what I, what I want to bring to the table. Sure. So, so that, that was really that, it. Uh, now, when you first chat with Corey Mace – we see what we, what we see as fans or people. We, we, you can tell the passion is there. Is that the first thing that jumps out at, as a player that you're looking for as well as somebody Definitely. that is going to bring as much as you bring? The the passion, man. The energy, man. And, and speaking, this is my first time meeting Coach Mace uh, out of this whole time. Like I haven't met him previously before. This is just off of me. You know, what I'm saying meeting him in the, the last couple of weeks, man. He just gives off great energy, man. Uh, he's an enthusiast, man, and he can't help but to feel that way, even over through the phone, you know. So I feel it through the phone. So imagine in person, you know, how it's going to really be. But, yeah, man, he, he brings a lot of energy, man, and, and I love it, man. That's the type of dude I'm, I am. I'm an energy dude. So it, it kind of, you know what I'm saying, it, it makes its way. It, it, it works itself off from him to me. So that's what I love. Jalen, for folks who have maybe not seen you play for a bit, uh, maybe just to kind of describe your style of game uh, here for Rider Nation. Oh, uh, man, I'm, I'm very, 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 very hands-on, very physical, I would say. Uh, I love to tackle, man. I just seem – I know I'm not very big, but I just throw my body in there. Uh, I feel like, man, I'm, I'm a great cover, man. I could play in any scheme. I feel like, honestly, this is not just me saying this, but I could play any scheme. I feel like uh, – I'm very fast, you know. I just bring a, a lot of great energy, and um, I feel like I could cover anyone. So that, that's just what, I, what I'm going to bring. So yesterday on the show, we had um, a rider legend. His name is Jeff Fairholm. He was part of the 89 Grey Cup winning team, and he was a slot back. And he had said, so we were talking about the sneaky underrated, under, underrated signings of the riders and he brought up your name specifically because he said in BC last year he went and watched a game and he's a player he's an ex-player so he's watching things differently than probably a lot of us fans do and then he mentioned Sorry. you and he said he said they didn't throw the ball at him 
at all. And as a defensive back or halfback, whatever, if we don't know you, well, then we know you're doing your job. Is that something to be like, listen, I want right. everybody to know who I am, but you're never going to notice me <laughs> on the field. Uh, was was he right in saying that, that teams didn't come your way because they figured out who you were? I mean, I I, I figured, yeah, you know, it, it kind of like got like that towards the end of the season a little bit. I start seeing less targets, but... Also, along, I'm playing alongside Gary Peters as well. So, you know, they're like, man, who, who is this new guy out there? So, of course, they're going to test me first, man. But I guess once I kind of put it on film, you know, the guys, they really seen, you know, if you really know football and you watch it and you can tell who's, who's really out there, who's a dog and who's not. So I think teams just kind of start picking up on that. And, uh, you know, I start seeing less targets. But I definitely want to get my, my hands more on the ball this year. So uh, expect to hear my name a lot. I want I want you guys to get very familiar with it. <laughs> Do you know what number you're going to be wearing for the Riders? Oh, that's a tough decision right there. Uh, I mean, hopefully it's a, it's a single di- uh, single digit number. I've talked to Coach Mace uh, about a couple of numbers. Um, I just I just don't know which one I'm specifically going to wear yet. But uh, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a single digit number. I can't give you guys the exact sure, or what okay. it's going to be just yet. Because we do like to buy our jerseys and get names on the back. That that's one thing you've probably noticed about uh, uh, Rider Nation. Right, um, right, right. Like I said, I love the passion out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so if I'm, I know the CFL's stats last year on the website were a little wonky. To that's the kind way of putting it. It shows one interception right. last year. Who did you who did you pick off? What quarterback did you? Were you you know? Who, who gave you who who get who well, gave you the gift? Uh, Mason Fine. <laughs> Whoa, Mason Fine no. g- gave it no. to me. Gave it to me last year. Oh, last year, man, it was a tough year for for me. I feel, man, I, I didn't get my hand on the ball as much time as as I as I wanted to. But I mean, there weren't many completions on me as well. So I mean, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. But as a DB, you know, you want those interceptions, man. So. We're gonna do do better and get on that that test this year. So training camp. So the first preseason game we know this is Monday, May twentieth. You take it's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will be at Mosaic. Now you are a BC Lion. I don't automatic. I don't know who your your automatic rival is, but have they talked to you about where your mindset's gonna need to be hating Winnipeg and the Bombers now that you're part of Rider Nation and now much it means there's <laughs> one team that we need kinda, to beat. It you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. You gotta beat those Winnipeg Blue Bombers, man. I feel like uh you know, as from just me being in, in the CFL my last uh, couple of years, man. I guess at that time, you know, Winnipeg's been winning. So, I mean, you always kind of want to take out, you know what I'm saying, the guys who's been repeatedly winning. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's my number one job, man. You know, that's all I want to do. So, I don't really like anybody if it ain't green and white, honestly. So, <laughs> that's what it is. Nice. Um, so, we're talking to you. Obviously, it's a while till training camp. Where is your off-season home, and what are you going to do now to get yourself ready before you get up to Saskatoon to get this thing started uh, with you and your new team? Uh, I'm in Houston, Texas right now. That's my home. That's where I, uh, I am six months out of the year, and I, I train out here with uh, with a couple guys I've been training with for the last uh, four or five years, man. We really get after it. 
And um, I'm just I, I've already been training and stuff like that now. But man, now that I'm I've signed, man, it's time to turn it all the way up to high gear. And um, you know that way when I get it to training camp, man, I'm in uh I'm in full full function, full go, and there's nothing stopping me or prohibiting me from doing anything I need to do and showing Rider Nation why they got the guy they got. <laughs> So you're the guy in the very first session in the very first day of training camp that is setting the world on fire. We like that. We love that spirit. Uh, Jalen yes, Edwards Cooper, the newest member of Rider Nation on the Western Pizza Guest Hotline. Perfect pizza with a generous amount of toppings, plus Greek food like souvlaki, ribs, and salads. The goodness you can't make at home. Call Western Pizza today. We're going to take a break and come back on the sports cage. Love to know your thoughts. How have the riders done? in free agency so far today text us 306-936-6262 on the capital ford lincoln text line follow us on twitter and facebook at sports cage now back to the action on sports radio 620 ckrm Sports Cage, uh, free agency edition today. Riders making a huge splash. A lot of people said even before this day that the Riders were winning free agency. Seven signings. Jalen Edwards Cooper, who we just spoke to, seemed like a great guy. Can't wait to get started in Rider Nation. Jameer Thurman, underrated. Always loved him as a stampeder. Last year in Hamilton, by the end of the season, he came on. Jermarcus Hardrick is coming over from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This is his second time around. And we're going to have Jamarcus on the radio with us just after five. Uh, we're going to have to have words with him, McNally. Um, we can't really excuse what he did the past four or five years, what he did to us. Okay, we'll forgive him, but it may take a little bit of time. Yeah, those uh, uh, <laughs> those yeah, ones. Uh, they, yeah, those those are still fresh. Let's let's be honest; they're still fresh. Well, he was uh, an AJ, absolute bully come. on the blue on the uh, offensive line, wasn't he? Like he was just, insane. He was, he was pancaking guys, Malik Carney who had a great season for Hamilton last year. The Herdman-Reed twins are back, and I know a lot of people are excited. If you haven't seen the video for this, credit to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders social media team. There is a Thor video that we have posted on our Facebook page and our Twitter, at SportsCage. Uh, it's just a Thor hammer, some green lights, and some smoke. AJ Ouellette signs a two-year deal. Rumor is, and I know they don't disclose this, but the, the internet guys... Like the Justin Dunks and the Farhan Lalji of the world, it's a two-year contract roulette at about 160 grand a year. The one thing I always worried about with free agency and the way the contracts are now, and maybe you see it the same way, these one-year deals. Like yes, you can remake remake your roster if you don't have a great year. If everybody's on a one-year deal, but as a fan, I want to know there's a little stability. And with somebody like Ouellette, when I saw a nice two-year deal. I'm a-okay with that. Yeah, I like that uh, two-year deal as well. Uh, the money, you know, uh, we can get around that, right? I mean, that's a lot of money to pay a running back is, uh, you know, they 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 do come in bunches uh, in the CFL. But, uh, again, A.J. Ouellette, you, uh, you can't deny that talent, right? You can't, and he's a Canadian running back. That's the difference. When you look at how many critical yards Andrew Harris would always get when he played for the Bombers and even the Argos falling forward when they needed it most and then they find another one in a Brady Oliveira same thing the hard yards when they need it and I don't I'm sure Corey Mace if he was in front of us right now 
would say that the Argos wouldn't have been as good as they have been over those past couple of years without the running of A.J. Ouellette. Happy that he is now uh, part of Rider Nation. We're actually, we are going to talk to Jamarcus Hardrick after five this afternoon. We also have a Rash Madani coming up next hour. Uh, big night in the NHL. 11 games. Um, you got Tampa at Boston, LA Buffalo, Anaheim, Montreal, all that. Terrible. I thought that's a terrible game. Probably the worst game on the schedule, the Columbus Blue Jackets at the Ottawa Senators. If you're being paid to be there because you need to cover that game, that's one thing. If you're a fan, are you dropping NHL dollars to see that? Like McNally, that, that's not good ticket value for the money. Uh, the Two, I would say, duds uh, in the NHL if you're going to lay, lay harder in cash. Yeah, I'd, I could understand if you're a season ticket holder going to that game to you know maximize your season ticket value, no. but uh, that is rough. Uh, those two games, but uh, you got to play uh, them. Unfortunately, no. You no play it's them. funny. No, no. Here's the thing: if you're a season ticket holder, that's the t- set of tickets you give away to somebody you barely <laughs> like to be like, "Hey, you want to go to a game? It's on me." No, no. You take. No, I don't want to go. You take. You take your wife pre Valentine's Day, which reminds me, we'll get back to hockey in a sec. I got told. It's not the first time. I don't necessarily do well on Valentine's Day, according to my wife, Abby, who's on. I always get her something in a card, but apparently I'm like, how can you? So message was sent. Message was received. The game has needs to be stepped up. Um, I'm not here to give advice on a lot of things, especially relationships. But if she says, don't get me anything, do not listen to that and do the opposite and make sure you get her something because it's it, it's seven o'clock on Valentine's night. You didn't go anywhere. The kids are driving everybody nuts and you got her nothing for Valentine's Day, not even a card or the, you know, the chocolates that are at the checkout stand strategically placed as you're going to get your stuff no matter where you are. McNally, I don't know if you've ever, uh, you know, come up on the losing end of Valentine's Day, but if they say, don't bother getting me anything, don't listen to that. It's a trick. Yeah. It's um, a ploy. That, that's a trick I learned uh, quite young, actually, and uh, glad I haven't uh, had to experience that uh, lately here. So, uh, yeah, thankfully, uh, you know, we, we're, uh, we're good on our end. Uh, you know, my <laughs> wife is uh, pretty good with uh, Valentine's Day and holidays like that, too, right? So, uh, Oh, no, I got, I got a game plan for tomorrow. I got a game plan. See, but the thing is, when you have kids, especially when you have daughters... You have to get them something as well because, you know, they're, you know, it's Valentine's Day. You got to get all your Valentines, you know, something. So now we're, it's three, it's the wife and it's the kids. So, you know, essentially it's for three now. That's just kind of what you do. That's good practice. For sure. I'm just, I'm I'm just going on past, what is that? The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior so we're working on that colorado at washington seattle at the islanders carolina at dallas jersey at nashville vancouver at chicago and i mentioned this on the show yesterday who would have thought that the vancouver canucks would be as good as they are like not even the canuck insider guys that are paid to be fan club members could have known that rick tockett who is doing an incredible job uh, would have this team looking so good. Do you think they make more moves before the trade lo- deadline? Because it, from what it looks like, they're all in this year. Like I don't know if they're this is if it's going to get better than this in the next couple of years. My thing is, what do you add to that team? You know, like you don't want to rock the boat in the dressing room because that uh, that team seems pretty glued together right now. But like, 
like what can you add to a team that's uh, you know already you know so dominant like already 35 wins on the season and uh if I'm mathing right to 76 points on the season already like uh what like what do you add to a team like that who who are the tough guys on Vancouver? And it's funny when we say tough guys now, it's not necessarily the fighter, but who are the guys that play heavy? Like, cause look at Vegas last year in the playoffs, like, cause the lineup they're, they're huge. And I love the fact they're all from Western Canada, which was awesome. Or most of them. Cause that's how you win. Kelly McCrimmon, you obviously, you know what you're doing, but who are their heavy guys? Cause I'm trying to like, well, who do they have? You know, like forget the right. Okay. So if like the Ryan Reeves in Toronto, who's supposed to be scaring everybody from ever touching anybody. Well, okay. So who, who is that on Vancouver? Is that what they need? Do they need more grit? Do they need more sandpaper? Well, uh, Nikita, uh, Zadorov oh, would, would, would be that guy. They, they traded for him. Um, I, I, I could see Noah Juleson, uh, roughing some guys up, uh, you know, also, um, Oh, what's his name? Tyler Myers, six foot eight, you know, yeah. why not? Right. Uh, and also Dakota but Joshua my- too. So they have okay. some grit. They have, they do have some of it. And then on a talk of team, you're always going to have that. And they've kind of addressed that, but that's a good point. Like, who would you add? Can you ever have enough scoring? Like really, when it comes down to it, like in the playoffs, can you ever have too much? That's I true. No. I mean, as a okay, Leafs fan, so, I've seen it dry up uh, really quick in the first oh, round uh, the last seven years, is it now? Okay, so here's the thing, and you're you're an admitted Leafs fan, and from everything that um, has transpired in the past couple of days since the cross-check to the head by Morgan Riley on, um, why do I keep forgetting his name? Because he's a dub guy as well. Ridley Gregg, yes. Ridley Gregg. So it was dub on dub crime. So being part of Rider Nation, I've seen a lot of things on social media said, and I'm like, that's probably a little over the line. Probably gone a little too far. Leafs and Senators fans on social media, you guys, there's obviously no filter, and there's no barometer of what's right or wrong. It is vicious, funny, but vicious. And maybe you see this because you follow some of these people, but man, the comments and the memes are just... Out of control. Did 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 I read that right? His in hearing, um, his in person hearing got canceled because they had bad weather. Was it in New York or Toronto? So he couldn't be there. So now they're going to do a video call. Yes, that is uh, the case. And uh, again, like that uh, kind of delays things because I, I figured that we'd get some word of what that suspension is going to be sometime today, but I haven't heard a single thing about it. Um, but you know what? I got to tell you here, Maz. It is awesome to see the battle of ontario actually be a battle again because it's been a long time since those two teams have actually like gotten together and you know had hard physical games and uh, competitive games against each other too because it's always been for the last like probably since the last 20 years it's always been either ottawa's really good or toronto's really good there's never really been a time where they're both like really physical and really just hating each other at the same time now granted Ottawa's not doing great this year and we always kind of wait and see like what they're going to do next year but like I, I look forward to that growing even more next season and even the season after that another thing I read and uh, you know if you're the NHL schedule maker what are you thinking Saturday's game was is is the last time they're going to play yeah. This season, they don't play again. Like, what do you, like, you, you 
have to think now keep in mind like you'd said for 20 years it's not like the standings are going to get into play but just in a from a rivalry perspective because i'm sure that the next game would be you know super interesting to watch uh so yeah so um we got that and then probably uh, the same question could be asked to the detroit red wings who has the patrick kane thing really worked for the wings like has it like keep in mind it's patrick kane i get it but it's a different patrick kane they're in edmonton to take on the oilers so the wings are you know going in on patrick kane means well you're, you're in but then the edmonton oilers talking about teams what do they still need to add the last piece was Corey perry and you got to love the worm and what he brings. So you got the gritty and you kind of got the a guy who is going to shine in the playoffs. What do the Oilers still need to add or anything at all or not? We're good. I, I think uh, we def- got this. I think defense has to be a target for them. Um, you know, they 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 got they got some issues on the blue line that uh, I think that uh, need to be addressed. Um, forward group seems pretty good right now. I mean, you got two of the best players in the NHL on, you know, line one and, you know, potentially line line two, um, you know, depending if they split up Leon and McDavid. But, like, I think defense is really the only thing they have to work on. I mean, a good uh, D partner for Bouchard. Uh, you can go back and forth on Darnell Nurse all you want, people, right? But People love to hate Darnell Nurse. That's one thing I love about Oilers. Like, they just they love... To because even people that don't even pay attention to the Oilers just like to throw a shot in from over the top to be like, yeah, Darnell Nurse, good luck with that for six more years at nine million bucks. <laughs> and they're laughing all the way to the bank. So, do you think that this Skinner thing? They think they got the goaltending on lockdown, or is that still because it's you know that that can come back to bite them at the worst time? You need a goalie in the playoffs. And is Stuart Skinner? I know he's been. It's like Austin Matthews can score you all the goals in regular season video game hockey, but when it matters. What's going to happen? Same thing. Skinner, great regular season, but in the playoffs, is he the guy that is going to bring the promised land back to northern Alberta? Uh, he, I think he could be. Uh, I think the big thing is finding him a reliable 1B kind of a goaltender uh, to sit behind him on the bench when it's uh, Skinner's time to shine. But, uh, you know, a good, reliable goaltender to, you know, give him a night off every now and again would definitely benefit the Oilers. Um, Jack Campbell is kind of sort of proven to not be that guy so far. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's kind of been problematic for the Oilers off the hop. I mean, granted, they just rattled off 16 straight wins, but... Uh, no, I know. Like, that's the thing. But regular season being one thing, playoff hockey being completely another. So if you're sitting there, and if you're a nervous Oiler fan, you can always text us, Capital Ford text line, 306-936-6262. What are they missing? Who do they need? Forget whatever and contracts and no-move clauses. What's that one or two players you want to see show up on the uh, as an Oiler before the uh, trade deadline comes through? I mean, there is that talk out there, and there hasn't been much of it lately, that... You know, why wouldn't, if Jacob Markstrom is available and you need a solid goalie, why wouldn't you make a deal with the Flames? Since they've established they will trade with each other, why wouldn't you at least explore that? Because he is a number one guy, he's having a good year, they can probably make the money work, and they can probably get a haul for it too. 
Yeah, I could see that. I mean, uh, you know, why not uh, go in all, all in on this year? Um, I got a text here uh, on the uh, text line, uh, 9366262, that, uh, from Don Gardner uh, saying the uh, Canucks only have three Canadians on their present roster, uh, Ooh, which I found kind of interesting, right? Uh, you know, maybe add a, add a Canadian. Uh, maybe you're of the opinion that uh, where you're from really doesn't matter, just kind of the heart uh, underneath the jersey. But uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. As long as uh, you're willing to play some rough playoff hockey, I don't care where you're from. All right, so 11 games in the NHL tonight. Um, it should be interesting. That uh, It's funny. The, the, we knew, you kind of knew the Oilers weren't going to be bad all year. Eventually, Dreisaitl and McDavid were eventually going to pick it up and turn it on. Because keep in mind, what does Leon only have one year left after this year before he becomes a free agent? So it, it's go time for them. And if you're an Oiler fan and you own an expensive jersey, I don't need to tell you that. Uh, you know that. It's the Sports Cage on CKRM. We're going to take a break, come back. Uh, did you know that a lot of people got arrested this weekend in Phoenix at the Waste Management Open? We'll dive into that. And uh, as always, a regular on a Tuesday, Arash Madani coming up after four. This is the Sports Cage. You're listening to the radio home of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Hey, thanks for taking time out of your day to be part of the Sports Cage. It's Maz, Ryan McNally. It's free agent day in the CFL, and the Riders have been busy. Seven signings so far. Uh, let's see. AJ Ouellette, Malik Carney, Jordan Justman, Justin Herdman Reed. Jermarcus Hardrick, Jameer Thurman, and Jalen Edwards Cooper, who we talked to right off the top of the show. And McNally, there's some passion there. I think, you know, everybody says, oh, it's great to be part of Ryder Nation. If you heard his voice, I think he's truly excited to be coming to play for the Green and White. And this is something that he's wanted to do for a while now. It sure sounds like it, uh, Maz. It's it's sounding like that. Uh, you know, he's kind of bled green already here early on in his uh, CFL career. Granted, he's spent three seasons with BC, but uh, I think he kind of always had an eye on Regina, and uh, you know, kind of after that atmosphere that uh, you know players honestly haven't seen since college. Even if they do try out uh, for NFL teams, like you know, it's it's an atmosphere up here in Regina, and uh, you know, even in even in Winnipeg, it gets it gets wild too, right? So it's uh, well, it's kind of something I think they're after. Well, and the other thing too is, you know, you go to any sort of decent sized American college, you're a bit of a celebrity. You just are because you're you know the football. Nothing against the other sports, but I don't think people on the badminton team draw as many sets of eyes as you know the football team does. And so you're probably on that pedestal. And the, yeah, and if you go on to play in the NFL, then that's great. And then you're on that next stage. But then if you come to the CFL in Vancouver, well, that's a hockey town. You're a Canucks fan. In Calgary, the, the Stamps, or pardon me, the Flames are number one and the Stamps are not. And just how the pecking order. In Toronto, obviously it's a Leafs town. And the Blue Jays. So you're really, you're probably not going to get noticed like you would where if you come to Ryderville. And I think at some point along the way, who doesn't love props and adulation? Who doesn't love people saying, hey, you're that guy? 
you know, everything's great when you're winning, mind you. You know, when things aren't going well, you probably want, you know, you're hiding when you go to save on foods, you know, to be like, oh, geez, we had a bad game, but we need groceries. Um, <laughs> I just hope nobody recognizes me and, uh, and, and goes out like that. So if that's one of the drawing cards for coming here is because the passion, now the passion's great until people go crazy and go over the line. But uh, Jalen Edwards Cooper sounds like he is one excited guy to be coming to Ryder Nation. Uh, Jamarcus Hardrick will be joining us after five this afternoon, and we're going to chat with him. So the big news from the weekend, the Phoenix or the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, which is, would you say is the the cultish kind of like working person, blue collar golf tournament that people can really buy in? If the Masters is for the rich and the elite, the Waste Management Open is for the common person, Correct. Uh, I would go that far. It's become that for sure. Sure. This is like, you know, golf is pretty reserved and buttoned up. But at the Waste Management Open, you can kind of go and you can cut loose. Well, the cutting loose hit a new level uh, this weekend as probably it took over social media. Like it's Super Bowl weekend and the golf tournament takes over social media because of the bad behavior. There were so many people that were drunk and disorderly and running onto the fairways and the greens and diving into the bunkers that they had to suspend liquor sales. And the 16th hole is like, it's like a sports, would that be a, a bucket list thing? Like if you're going to go sit at a golf course, like yes, there's Amen Corner at Augusta, but the 16th at the Waste Management Open where it's nuts, where if somebody gets a hole in one, you're allowed to throw beer cans or whatever <laughs> you have in your hand on the green. So, Nick Taylor, a Canadian who won the tournament, great, overshadowed. The big news coming out, the Scottsdale Police Department put out today the police report of what happened over the weekend and their activity log. So, back in 2022, they were called for service 440 times, zero arrests, 90 ejections, 14 people charged with trespassing 2023 558 calls for service 18 arrests 102 ejections 41 charges for trespassing and then 2024 and to me and i i say this will change this the waste management open will never ever be the same again so what is it uh, Chad and Evan from the Wolf were there. Yes, they, they were. Put some contest. Yeah, there's some contest winners. Well, they probably got a chance to see the last way that the Waste Management Open will ever be because I don't think the PGA is ever going to let it get this unruly. So this year, 653 calls for service, 54 people arrested, and a lot of them were on camera. Like you saw them on social media. And here's the thing: I get it. If it was all just dudes, but they were arresting women as well, and like. What were you doing to be that unruly to get yourself arrested? And there's videos of people fist fighting in the crowd. They're sliding down the hill in like mud, shirtless. 211 injections and 73 charges for trespassing. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty insane for a golf tournament. But uh, I think that's just kind of part of the draw of the, the Waste Management Open, isn't it? Right? Like, I mean, it just gets worse and worse every year, it seems like. But uh, I, I yeah, think, you're right. I think they got a... I think they got to button it up. Last year, if they were on the edge with it, like this year is what takes it over the edge. And I bet you next year, there's no way um, that it goes. If you were there, 
Hey, you know what? Love to hear it. Like, was it too much for you? Because there's a lot of people that are pretty hardy, but then there's some people like, guys, come on. And the other thing, too, this wasn't a call. You know, this wasn't a young, barely 21 crowd. This was a you needed to have X amount of dollars to get in and you needed to have, you know, this. So you were probably dealing with some source of adults uh if you're there we'd love to know capital ford text line uh 306-936-6262 capital ford lincoln saskatchewan's number one ford retailer capital ford lincoln.com we'll take a break and after four arash madani his take on the cfl free agency so far and what he thought of the super bowl and the chiefs winning for the second year in a row we'll be right back on ckrm You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. We're talking sports on your way home. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Thanks for being part of the Sports Cage. It's brought to you by Saskatchewan Lotteries, bringing communities together. Sask Lottery products fund over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. CFL free agency opened, uh, what was that, at about 11 o'clock this morning. So far, the Riders making the biggest splash. You have to feel good, Rider Nation, about what J.O. and the team have done. They have signed seven players that we know of. There could be more to come. Jordan and Justin Herdman Reed, you got it. You need your Canadian linebackers and special teamers. Uh, McNally said that. Malik Carney, DN, coming from Hamilton. Running back AJ Ouellette, who's coming to Saskatchewan to join Corey Mace from the Argos. Jameer Thurman, who's coming from the Ticats, but mostly known for his work with the Stamps. Jalen Edwards Cooper, a DB who yesterday Jeff Fairholm said no one would throw to last year. Because he was that good. Kind of sleepy, underrated. Sleeper underrated. And then Jermarcus Hardrick is coming from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And we're going to talk to him after 5 o'clock this afternoon. Now, McNally, I thought he was only gone for like three or four years. But here's little do I know. So he put out a thank you to, to Bomber fans on Twitter this afternoon. Thanking the family. So he was in Winnipeg for seven years. Get this. I didn't know this about the resume. So whatever we're paying him, I think he's earned it. Seven years in Winnipeg. Seven playoff appearances. Five conference championship appearances. Four Grey Cup appearances. Two Grey Cup wins. Three-time West All-Star. Two-time CFL All-Star. Three-times CFL PA All-Star. And he was the 2023 Lineman of the Year. I knew he was good. I didn't realize he was that good. Yeah, that almost sounds like Hall of Fame numbers right there. I mean, there's there's definitely, uh, you know, bigger, uh, you know, not a ton of bigger offensive linemen out there on the free agent market. So a uh, big pickup here by Saskatchewan to, uh, again, fix an offensive line that has really struggled this uh, past two years. 
We've been asking you, and you can weigh in. Everybody has an opinion on the riders, right? Well, this is your chance to voice it, because we actually want to know. Uh, Capital Ford text line, 306-936-6262. Capital Ford Lincoln, Saskatchewan's number one Ford retailer, CapitalFordLincoln.com. Now, when we talked to Jermarcus in about an hour, and he was in Winnipeg for seven years, seven good years, and one of the things we'll ask, what's one of the things you're going to miss the most about that not only tight-knit community as a city, but that was a tight-knit team that was just good for a long time? And what can he bring from there to what to Ryderville? Because if anything, if the Bombers were the, you know, that tight-knit kind of unit that want, we probably were the exact opposite. And you saw it, that when they needed to rally... They rallied. So if that's leadership and if that's coming from him or there's certain things that they, the way they did things the, the bomber's way, oh, wasn't it so much better being a CFL fan when the bombers were horrible? We had a good decade. We were good and the bombers were terrible. And that was a good decade, right? Oh, that was like so just, fun. You, I know. You just knew it'd be like this. It's the gimme on the scorecard. Well, not even. And even that like 2007 Grey Cup where it was Riders versus Bombers in Toronto, right? Like it, that was just a phenomenal, you know, stretch there. Like that uh, really started a rough patch for for the Bombers, and uh, you know, started a decade of decadence uh, for the Riders, right? I mean, okay, now I feel bad. 07 Grey Cup, you have to feel a little bad for Ryan Dinwiddie. What wasn't that his first start, and you're starting in the Grey Cup? So we kind of, hey, listen, we'll take whatever we can get. But you know what? I mean, he's made up for it. But that was the 07 Grey Cup. I thought they should have won. Now, this sounds bad. We've only won four times in, what, 100 and some years. But I thought we should have won by more. But we'll take it. Whatever. Uh, So we're excited. Uh, I'd love to know. uh, We're going to have a Rash Madani on here in just a couple of minutes. Love to know his thoughts on free agency. Because the one thing about a Rash, when it comes to the CFL, you're either on this side or you're on this side. There is no um, there's no middle with Arash Madani and the CFL. Uh, and we're catching him on a travel day. I think he was traveling back from the Super Bowl, so we're obviously we're going to get his take on what he thought about the Chiefs and the 49ers. Because uh, he was there all week. He would have saw the circus. He would have been up close and personal, or as close and personal as you're going to get to the Taylor Swift uh, circus to see. we got to ask him, can they, can they three-peat? Can the Chiefs do it? I don't see why uh, they wouldn't. Uh, you know. Uh, also, uh, we had this in the ticker. Uh, there's big curling news today. Uh, a giant retirement, as I mentioned on the show yesterday. In-laws love curling. Mother-in-law does not like Jennifer Jones. Nothing personal, just not her favorite curler. She's hanging it up after the Scotties. What did you call her? Because I said Canadian curling legend. What, now, what was the term you used for Jennifer Jones? I said arguably greatest female curler of all time because I know here in Saskatchewan uh, that uh, it is Sandra Schmerler. The answer to that question is still Sandra Schmerler. So, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, definitely the argument has to be made, though, right? Six Scotties titles, two world championships, and an Olympic gold medal. Uh, just absolutely dominant too, right? I mean, you're right. Like she was good, and she's good for a long time. It'll be interesting to see this year at the Scotties because then she's hanging them up. She's she's still going to do mixed curling with her husband. You said, like this year, is it the swan song? And she goes out on top, you know, with another Scotties title. She's got a good young team. Like I wouldn't put it past uh, Jennifer Jones to at least get to a final. 
this year because uh, again, like a good young team, um, really good young front end that uh, can carry a lot of rocks too, right? And that's you know a pretty underwhelming amount, a pretty like you know underrated quality for a curling team to have is a good front end that uh, can just help uh, help a draw that's super light get to the forefoot. Scotty's Tournament of Hearts gets rolling this weekend in Calgary, and I I saw this. I'm like, oh, it's not at the Saddle Dome. It is at the at the Windsport Arenas, and if you've ever been to Calgary, where you know you're driving to the Trans Canada and you're headed to Banff, well, on the left hand side, if we're headed west, there's like the like the Pascapoo ski like there, there's the ski hill. And then there's all those hockey rinks, so it's in there. So I'm like, what? It's not at the Saddle Dome. It's not. Uh, it's at the Windsport Arenas, and that'll get going this weekend. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, and uh, he's going to join us next on the Western Pizza Guest Hotline, Arash Madani, CFL Free Agency, and the Super Bowl. Stick tight. It's the Sports Cage on CKRM. Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the Sports Cage, right here on the Mighty 620 CKRM. Big CFL free agent day. We're going to get to that in a sec, but he is fresh from the Super Bowl. It's Arash Madani, Smart Investing Solutions. For Smart Investing Solutions, be smart with your money. Call Brian Golly at Smart Investing Solutions. 546-2533. Arash, how many days were you in Vegas until you took off? Were you there like a full week? Flew in Sunday and then was there the entire week and left Monday. And the good news is we did not stay at a casino hotel, so the wallet did not get as damaged as it could have. Okay, but here's the thing. When when we go with my wife and three kids and we stay at a not-casino hotel, we end up staying yeah. at Tahiti Village with a heated year-round pool and lazy river. Uh, I'm not sure if that's where you stayed, but that's a total different vibe because the only thing on site there is a Denny's. There's not a slot machine. Yeah. Uh, no, we, <laughs> we, we stayed at a Westin because our crew is just addicted to Bonvoy points, so... Oh, nice. As long as you can get your hotel points on the road, that's the main thing, you know, Chris? As as I, as I scroll through my app, uh, I'm pulling up my Marriott Bonvoy. Uh, I think I've got just over 1,000 points my last time. Okay, so a week in go. Vegas is, is way too much. So the Super Bowl, was was the lead-up just normal like it always is? Uh, was there anything different about it this year uh, before we get to the game? Or just business as usual? No, it it was bland. It was boring. There was no trash talk. There were no real storylines of significance that emerged during the week. Everyone was minding their P's and Q's. There was no bulletin board material. There was no trash talk. Um, usually you get a little of something. Um, yeah. And this time there, there wasn't, which, which actually kind of surprised me, but Especially when you think of the personalities on these teams. Kittle, Kelsey. Caffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think both teams knew more, not just what's at stake, because every year there's something at stake, but like there's just do not give any, you know, let sleeping dogs lie. You know, you don't need to, you don't need to poke the bear in this situation. I would agree. Now, you could tell 
since the Chiefs had been there before and they'd won and they know how to win in big games, they seemed to lose. This is just me on the outside, on the couch, watching on social media. The 49ers, because they'd been there before and lost, for any of those guys, they all looked tense. The, you know, very George Kittle especially, like all of those guys, they looked tight. And understandably, it's the biggest football game of your career. It's for the Super Bowl. And... Is am I? Is it okay to say that that wasn't necessarily a great first half of football? It was a terrible first <laughs> half of Sunday. football. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah, that was not good. I don't know about the tight thing. Like I, I, I know where you're coming from. I think we get caught up in narrative sometimes based on the result. Look, it, there wasn't like that Kansas City defense in the month of January and February put together a performance performances for the ages. Yeah. You know, they, they absolutely shut down the NFL MVP in the AFC title game. And then here you come into the Super Bowl, and everybody in the stadium knows that the right side of San Francisco's offensive line is an issue. And everybody knows that the best defensive player in the stadium is Chris Jones. And on third and four in overtime, Chris Jones just barrels through the right side of the offensive line and makes the play that leads to San Fran kicking a field goal, not a touchdown. And then Mahomes goes and does Mahomes kinds of things. I, I, I get it. We live in a quarterback first world. That's, that's, that's how it goes. But I just think we should really be talking about what Kansas City's defense did over and over again, because Mahomes didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher this year, and Mahomes didn't have a 1,000-yard receiver this year. And the reason Kansas City won is because of their defense. Well, yeah, so you being at the game, and maybe you saw this, but you you probably didn't, because the first couple drives, San Fran was getting some yards. And then what was it? About midway through the second quarter, Chris Jones got the defense together on the sideline because they showed yeah, this. I saw that. And he delivered that message, whatever that was, mics weren't on. But whatever w- was said, from that point on, the game changed. Because at the start, like a lot of people were like, wow, they're kind of running through Kansas City here. This isn't normal. Like, uh-oh, this is good. You know, outside, if McCaffrey doesn't fumble and doesn't turn the ball over, and then the Chiefs end up turning it over, I mean, if they would have scored, got that momentum, it looked like it didn't look like the Kansas City defense. But then the game was close. The Chiefs were down 10 last year, and you can't bet against Mahomes and Andy Reid now. If the game is you close, can't. They, there's no they question. But you also can't bet, a, bet on a punt going off the ankle of a rookie. <laughs> Which give which gave Casey their best field position of the day right in the red zone that led to the touchdown to Marquez Valdez Scantling. Like it's amazing that Kansas City won that game. Their offense was MIA for three quarters. And they still won the Super Bowl. I know. Um It's crazy. So and I don't know who coined that phrase, but it's become popular in the past four or five years. There will be four or five plays in a football game that will determine the outcome. And you can, like, yeah. it's funny, the the, punt, the ball off the foot, just all of the missed extra point. Like, it, yeah. in the regular, no big, just all of these, and it adds up, and then tick, 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 and then the play down on the goal line. And Nicole Hardman, wow, you started as a New York Jet, and that was going nowhere after, what, the first... 
90 seconds of your season and then you're cut and then you're a Kansas City Chief again and you win the Super Bowl. How is And last year they won it on a play called Corn Dog and this year Andy Reid said it was Corn Dog with a little ketchup and mustard on it. They ran the exact same play that won them the Super Bowl last year. They ran it this year in that spot. How about that? It's Arash Madani joining us on the Western Pizza Guest Hotline, uh, fresh from the Super Bowl. Okay, we stop there and we switch our attention to CFL free agency. And I had said, and same with McNally, it's a good day in Rider Nation. Signing seven players, A.J. Ouellette being one of them, Jameer Thurman. So far, and you know this league inside out. What's your assessment so far of what Jeremy O'Day has done for us nuts here in Ryderville? Well, they address needs in their, on their roster, for sure. I mean, that, that immediately became apparent. I really like the Thurman signing. I still think he's got some real football uh, left in him. That's somebody who can really make an impact um, on your defense. I think the Willette signing is sneaky. Um, you know, he, he sets a tone for an entire offense. And... Well, that's the kind of running back that Jeremy O'Day would have enjoyed blocking for back in the day. And I think that played no small part in the Riders signing him. Um, look, it's it feels like it's a put-up-or-shut-up year for the Riders. <laughs> and you you got to go get you got to go get the horses. And so far, they've done a decent job of going out and getting some horses. Arash, you know this. After the first preseason game, if we don't win, it's put up or shut. You're like, listen, the, 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 the being sane and rational thinking never enters in it. I really like this, but I'll have to agree. I always loved Jameer Thurman as a Calgary Stampeder, one of the most underrated defensive players in the CFL. Even last year in Hamilton, once Hamilton finally got their act together, like, ah, oh, there's mm-hmm. Jameer Thurman again. To me, that's my... He keeps showing up on tape, doesn't he? Yeah. He's just that guy that makes plays. And I'm like, man, uh, I like it. I do like it. I like the Herdman Reeds back. You need your Canadian linebackers. You need your special teams. Now, Malik Carney was a guy I didn't pay attention to until Hamilton got there. You know what? Together at the end of last year, he's sneaky good, too. Like, he is under the radar signing that, and I don't know where he came from, but good on you, J.O., for getting that signed. Yeah. And here's what's interesting. Winnipeg lost some pieces. Yes. Inevitable, you know, after another run to a Grey Cup. And BC missed on some of the guys they were hoping to land. And I think the West is there for the taking for anybody. You know, I think Edmonton's gotten a lot better with McLeod Bethel-Thompson coming into the mix for Taylor Cornelius. I don't know how good Calgary is. Um, But the West is up for grabs for the first time in a while. And that's advantage Saskatchewan because it kind of felt like it's Winnipeg and everybody else in the West. You get the sense that's not really the case right now. So if I can misquote you, Arash Madani says riders shoe in for Grey Cup 2024. <laughs> if, if I'm picking up what you're laying down, well, I mean, listen, hey, I, I we'll take it. In Riderville, 
Uh, Arash, always appreciate the time. We're going to catch up with you on Thursday. Uh, it's Arash Madani on the Western Pizza Guest Hotline. Perfect pizza with a generous amount of toppings, plus Greek food like souvlaki, ribs, and salads. The goodness you can't make at home. Call Western Pizza today. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back, and if you're just joining us, we'll recap what you've missed in Ryderville today. CFL free agent signings, seven new players. Newish in Rider Nation. We'll do that next on 620 CKRM. Nobody covers your team like our team. This is the Sports Cage on the Mighty 620 CKRM. Thanks for being part of the show today. Appreciate it. Saskatchewan Lottery is bringing communities together. Sask Lottery products fund over 12,000 sports, culture, and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. Uh, if you want to connect with us, you can on the Capital Ford Lincoln text line, 306-936-6262. Capital Ford Lincoln, Saskatchewan's number one Ford retailer, CapitalFordLincoln.com. John says, hey guys, not an Oilers fan, but they got the best chance at any Canadian team to win the Cup. They need a top six forward, an IE Josh Anderson. Is he the guy with the wife that says all the bad stuff on social media? Or is that another player? I don't know. I just know that... I really like Josh Anderson with the Habs. And again, okay. I admire admiring from afar as a Leafs fan. But uh, who, who's that? Who's there? Some guy, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong. Then he got sent to San Jose with the loose cannon wife who was mouthing off on social media. Because I'm like, is that Josh Anderson? Because now you're getting a whole other party. Like if you bring him on board, like you get the other half too. Like, and social media is just going to turn fun. He also says Jake Gensel. Why would the Penguins give give up Jake Gensel? Like if they have a chance to make the playoffs? Well, they they've kind of struggled this year though, uh, Maz. I mean, uh, you they... guys, you allow no, you 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 worship at the what is that at the um, at the um, no, it's not the pillar, but at the at the pulpit of Dubas, right? Like he he led you to the promised land as the Leafs almost, and now he's running Pittsburgh. Come on, isn't yeah. in Dubas we trust? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a huge Dubas fan, to be honest with you there, Maz. But, uh, again, the Penguins have kind of struggled this year. Uh, definitely not the season they thought they were going to have when they picked up Eric Carlson from the San Jose Sharks. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's been a bit of a struggle in the igloo. And uh, hopefully the Penguins, for their sake, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Sidney Crosby fan. I'd like to see him lift another cup. But uh, You can't not love Sid. And then uh, John goes on to say they need a D-man, Sean Walker from Philly. And he must be a sneaky underrated. I have no idea who Sean Walker from Philly is. Yeah, he's a decent uh, D-man and physical too, right? Uh, yeah. I think he's a D-partner for Igor Zamula, who's a former Regina Pat, actually. Uh, so, again, uh, big uh, defenseman uh, for Philly, and uh, they're, they might be uh, looking to ship him out. But uh, I tell you what, um, as Torts has the Flyers, you know, on a bit of a trajectory here. You know, they're I not. Love torts. I love I, I, Torts. I've I've always liked them too, and uh, I I get the hate, but at the same time, like the results speak for themselves, man. Like he's won a Stanley Cup, and uh, you know, like there's and, there's and a select yeah, few coaches that have. I know, and people that was a long time ago, and tell them, but every player that comes along, well, not every, but most of them say after the fact, the Torts experience made them a better hockey player, whether they liked the message or not. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these guys, the, you're the one percent of the one percent. You've made every team. Nobody has told you no. It, it, then here comes Torts or any coach for that matter to be like, actually, you know what? You're good, but you there's things you need to do to make yourself a better player. A lot of guys aren't used to that. 
if you're a number one draft pick in the NHL, you've probably had a pretty good career up to that point. Have you been able to get by on natural ability and a few other tools and so far? But then you kind of need structure. Is he everybody's cup of tea? No, but to me, who's the ultimate coach? It seems in the NHL these days who can, you know, still have structure and be a player's guy. That would be John Cooper from Tampa. There is 11 games in the NHL tonight. Detroit is at Edmonton. That's the late game. And, um, as we sit right now, what are the Oilers? What are their third bunch of points clear of a playoff spot? We've got action a little closer to home. Western Hockey League, we can't forget. Uh, Pats, Tigers. Now, you call the games on access, so you're like an insider there. Did you always know if the Pats could just get string a few wins together post-Bedard, they're actually going to kind of be okay because they're a scrappy bunch? Well, uh, at the start of the year, they rattled off a few wins in a row, and I thought, oh, wow, this team is going to you know, come together here and uh, play for Brad Haroff, and uh, they have all season. They're a hard-working group because uh, that's exactly who Brad Haroff is as a guy, right? Uh, you know, just a hard-working, uh, you know, defensive-minded guy, and uh, despite, uh, you know, some of the scoreboard, uh, some of the scores we've seen, in uh, Pat's games, they play, they're, they've much improved in their own zone this season compared to last season, and uh, they're not just all focused on one player, right? You know, it's it's not the Connor Bedard show anymore. It's not even the Tanner Howe show, really. I mean, he is the team leader in points, but uh, other guys like Ty Spencer and uh, Sam Aremba have really stepped up. I like that uh, 20-year-old defenseman. They have Ty Gibson, who's uh, come in on a trade from Everett, you know, just kind of all automatically comes in and uh, man's the top power play unit on the blue line. And, uh, you know, I, I really like the young group that they're building for that. Uh, you know, they'd be 17 this year, that uh, Cole Temple age group uh, that uh, I've really liked uh, kind of what they're putting together for that uh, run. And again, it's it might not be this year kind of deal, but I really like uh, what the Pats are putting together for next year and the year after. Here's the thing about Connor Bedard, and you would take, obviously you're going to take a Connor Bedard all day long, but like you'd said, last year was kind of like a one-man show, and does that stunt the growth of everybody else? Because just get the puck to Connor, let him do his thing, and let him do his thing, where now you actually have to learn how to play as a team, and the, here's the sign of a good team. From the start of the year till now, like you just said, they've gotten a lot better, and they're playing the game, they're playing the structure, and they're giving themselves a chance to win, and yes, they're minus one generational talent in Connor Bedard, but they're actually learning now how to play without him. Five points out of a playoff spot. Uh, it's exciting. 6.30 pregame on uh, CKRM, and then Dante DiCaria has the call. That'll get rolling just after 7 o'clock. We've been asking you, what do you think so far of the Riders in free agency? Arash Madani likes what they've done. We just had Arash on, and he said they filled the holes on the roster. Rightfully so. And for a lot of people, the offensive line has been the biggest thing that everyone has been like, ah, we need offensive line. But there's been some other holes, too. And Arash says they filled that. And Arash knows his football. He knows the inner workings. So far, how are we grading this? Is this, this is definitely a B. I'm going to go A. Are you A plus? How are we grading the riders so far in free agency? Capital Ford text line 306 936 6262 from Capital Ford Lincoln, Saskatchewan's number one Ford retailer, CapitalFordLincoln.com. We've got some fresh content on the social channels this afternoon, and in every small town Saskatchewan bar, there is one of these people. 
If you've already seen what we have up on our Sports Cage Facebook and Twitter feed, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, stick close. We'll explain in just a bit here on the Sports Cage. It's time to step into the radio octagon. You're tuned to the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. 1-866-767-0620 if you want to connect with the cage today or you can text us 306-936-6262 Capital Ford Lincoln text line how have the riders done in free agency so far I'm a if there's a sneaking that comes, or a signing that comes out of the books I may go A plus do you know who's a free agent that like first of all CFL Twitter would melt down Rider Nation would melt down but then we'd instantly fall in love with him and I'm not saying that this is going to happen but could you imagine if they signed the villain of the CFL, Simone Lawrence, and all of a sudden he was wearing green and white? Could I you don't imagine. I don't think he would after a Twitter interaction I had with him. I'll be honest with you, Maz. Uh, after the Riders got eliminated in 2022, I had some very harsh words for that for that guy because he was going all after Rider Nation too. I know, but here's the thing. We, we, we hate with passion, but we love just as passionately that if he signs on the dotted line, everybody's new favorite villain is now everybody's new favorite hero, Simone Lord. So if you just turn on the radio and you're like, what? Ryder, Simone? No, no, we're just talking scenarios. I was going through, uh, threedownnation.com. They, they had a list of the top 50 people that weren't signed so far or rumored to be signed. And Simone Lawrence is on there. Now he's up in age, and he actually had a decent season in Hamilton. I mean, he is whatever. It's not necessarily what the riders need, but could you imagine a firecracker or a spark plug like that? Matches and gasoline coming together for an epic performance. And we kind of saw that with Charleston Hughes a few years ago, too, right? I, I mean, a guy that uh, rider fans love to hate, and all of a sudden he was the fan favorite of that team, right? And I know. And he's just a great guy. Like, you watch Charleston Hughes and how he, like, wove himself into the community. Not that he didn't in Calgary, but just he was everywhere doing things. He's active on social media and uh, just a great guy. Just And that the thing is, guys like that, the character, all the locker room stuff that his fans, we never ever see, but obviously what he would bring, like that season, he that last season where he played hurt with that elbow brace on, and then after this season was over, you found like what kind of injury he had, you're like, man, like the average person wouldn't even be getting out of bed. You're running around trying to sack quarterbacks. So, uh, Riders have signed seven free agents so far. Jermarcus Hardrick will be on the radio with us here just after the top of the hour. So hang tight. We just went through his impressive seven-year resume uh, with the Bombers, a lot of it at the cost of the Riders. Uh, it's impressive. Uh, we'll recap it again when we get him back on. And breaking news here, Maz. The Riders oh. make it eight free agents okay. today. They've added uh, fullback Clint Ratkovich. Uh, fullback uh, that uh, last played for the Atlanta Falcons and uh, spent uh, most of the 2023 offseason and preseason with the team. So uh, adding a fullback, a little bit of offense here if, uh, on If a you had Clint Radkovich on the board somewhere or in your DraftKings fantasy pool, you just cashed a ticket. Welcome to Rider Nation or welcome back to Rider Nation. He was on the practice roster last year? Was he? Was um, he? A name like Radkovich, I, I kind of remember. Anyways, welcome, Clint. L- glad to have you. 
Absolutely, too. Uh, hey, you know, uh, we we're talking a little bit off air here, uh, Maz, about uh, you know the pool tables being played uh, at uh, small town bars. I, I understand oh, yeah. you have a story from okay. uh, your first radio job. Okay, so so if you haven't seen it yet, we have it up on the uh, Sports Cage Facebook page. In every small town bar, there is one of these people, and you know this. If you are that person, you're lucky. You probably should give back some of the money that you hustled because it's illegal to gamble and do this. But in every small town bar, there is somebody that runs the pool table. No matter what night of the week, there is always one person that is better than everybody else that will school, no matter who it is. Uh, sometimes young, dumb, wide-eyed kids in their first. I remember this like yesterday. Uh, it was my first radio job. And on Thursday nights, I would DJ every once in a while. It was called a place called the Prairie Trail Tavern in Kindersley. It was like the hotel bar combo, like in every small town in Saskatchewan. And I remember there was nobody in there. No one was coming to see me DJ. Like it was just what sometimes it would be busy, sometimes it would be not. And so sitting around and there was always there was this one lady and she would play pool and she was, you know, that person. So I would go watch because I was like, well, no, because I'm going to get. And then she's like, well, come on. And she's like, she said, if I win, not that she wouldn't, she's like, I'll buy your next three games. And it was a quarter at a quarter at time. So it's only 75 cents. And then she goes, and if you beat me, she goes, I'll buy you a beer or whatever. I think out of those next three games, I sunk two balls total <laughs> before she cleaned the table. So the, the video, if you haven't seen it yet on our sports cage, is a guy and he breaks and he sinks every ball on the table and they're like are you kidding me so what was your small town bar where was it and how how many times did you get hustled before you went this is not for me uh lumsden hotel and steak pit for me um as uh, was a a happy place uh, for sure uh, they let kids in underage on sundays because you're allowed to uh here in sask and uh there's uh usually like a chinese sporg or something like that uh on the on the sundays and uh there, there'd be a pool table or two uh pool game or two uh going on for sure um yeah i never won anything because again i've i'm not a not a pool player by any means curler so you'd, you'd think i'd have the angles down but uh definitely uh not a pool table guy by any means and uh yeah i definitely lost a game or two for sure and uh had to had to throw my allowance in uh in the coin slot uh, time or two now here's the thing when pool used to be a quarter that's one thing you can afford to lose, but now that it's a buck or two bucks, a lot of places it's at least two dollars now. If they still have pool tables, it's get it get exp it gets expensive to lose. And sometimes in these small town bars, there's only one pool table, and there's no VLTs that the, there wasn't anything. So you would wait your turn by you know you'd put your loony or quarter on the table, and you would wait your turn to come up. And sometimes. It was over before it started, and you went and slunk away and sat back down in the corner. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, follow us on at Sports Cage, uh, and then you can check it out there. And another game, too, Maz, that uh, got me was uh, Shuffleboard, and I had to wait a long time before I got good at Shuffleboard because uh, I was one at the Lumsden Curling Club uh, with the upstairs and the bar there, and, uh, you know, there was game, there was many games uh, played at Shuffleboard that, uh, you know, I, I had to wait a long time to be uh, good at that. 
Now, is shuffleboard's one of those games you have to have at least a drink or two, and you you just you just do like I for think sure. that's what it, that's what it was built for. And then you got guys be like, oh, we need a little more salt on the table and all that. They take it <laughs> super, super, super seriously. Those games I kind of liked when it got into the things and just but I'm wrong. And I think I heard Barney mention this one day on the air. That he has golden tea, like the video game in his basement. Like when the golden teas and all that kind of came along. Because all you're doing is just hammering that ball. It's not necessarily that, yes, skill is involved. But it's not a skill sport like shuffleboard, like pool, all that. Where it's all you and the apparatus. Like there's a video game involved. Once golden tea kind of came in and kind of took over, I'm like, eh. I kind of like the old school way of doing things. I know a guy that I play hockey with. Uh, he has Buck Hunter in his basement, and uh, he'll actually go to like international tournaments and stuff in like Chicago and, and places like that. Like it's insane. Like because he just loves it, and uh, uh, you, you try and play him, and it's it's he's unstoppable. Like I just I don't get it. Uh, I I just. I, sorry, I just I just read something on the text line that caught my eye, and you know when you see something and the word you're the the words are out of place, you're like, what 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 did I just read? I'll t- we'll take time to read this, uh, and and then we'll come back. I think it's good because it's it's a, it's about hockey, but that's not what I first read. Uh, it's free agent day here. We're talking everything riders on the sports cage. We're up to eight signings by the team. Jalen Edwards Cooper, Jameer Thurman, AJ Ouellette, Malik Carney, Jordan and Justin Herdman Reed, Clint Radkovich, and Jermarcus Hardrick, who will be on the sports cage with us after uh, after five this afternoon. Uh, hey, we'd love to have you be part of the show today. You can always connect for us. What's what's the riders grade so far? Capital Ford Lincoln text line 306-936-6262. Capital Ford Lincoln, Saskatchewan's number one Ford retailer, CapitalFordLincoln.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The kings of Saskatchewan sports talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Final hour of the Sports Cage. Thanks for being part of the show. It's Maz, Ryan McNally. It's brought to you by Saskatchewan Lotteries, bringing communities together. Sask Lottery Products funds over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. Jermarcus Hardrick, new, again, Saskatchewan Rough Rider in seconds. Don't forget, we'll also have Glenn Suter at about 20 minutes to... Uh, Glenn is with us on Tuesdays and Thursdays for Quality Tire with nine locations across Saskatchewan, qualitytire.ca. We're going to get his thoughts on what he thinks has gone on so far uh, in the CFL. We're off to the Western Pizza Guest Hotline. Perfect pizza with a generous amount of toppings, plus Greek food like souvlaki, ribs, and salads. The goodness you can't make at home. Call Western Pizza today. Now, Jermarcus, I read your tweet. Now, before we get into this, seven years in Winnipeg. And this came a lot at the expense of us Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Seven playoff appearances, five conference championship appearances, four Grey Cup appearances, two Grey Cup wins, three times West All-Star, two times CFL All-Star, three times CFLPA All-Star, 
And last year, you were the 2023 West lineman. I am so happy to say, Jermarcus Hardrick, welcome back for round two in Rider Nation. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're. Po- I'm glad you're one of us again. How does it feel, man? Man, it feels great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back. Excited to talk to you guys, man. It's hard for me to. It's hard for me to grasp everything that's going on right now. Literally, probably been shaking all day. I'm so excited. I wasn't looking for a new challenge, but I'm excited for a new challenge. Excited to get to know my teammates, my players, turn this thing into a family and work, man. Now, seven years in Winnipeg, and they were good years. Like there was, like, had you, have you, were you, have you ever been part of a football team that was that tight of a well-run machine? Because from the outside, it looks like you guys had it going in all areas. Well, we were, we were very tight, but in high school, I never lost a game. So we went seventy-five zero in high school, and from a small <laughs> town of three hundred people. So the same guys that was in my kindergarten class were in my senior class, and we were very tight. By nine last names in my city, well, in my town, by nine last names, we were very tight. And once we figured it out, we ran the same plays from seventh grade to twelfth grade, and we didn't lose a game, and we were pretty tight. But the the Winnipeg bun, it was it was the same tightness, but having families, wives, and kids, and being a grown up, so it was it was close. So is that something you could, you know, obviously it hasn't been a great last two years being part of Rider Nation. Is that something that you can bring to the locker room, get everybody together and be like, listen, this is what it's going to take for us to win. Game in and game out. We're going to, this is what gonna we're going to need to do. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing I've been trying to, uh, that's my thing I've been trying to realize and let settle in that probably going to have to talk a little bit more. And the pressure comes talking, you're going to have to show up show it also. I'm just not a guy that talks a lot, but I know I know the message that the mace wants to preach and I'm I'm probably I've I've realized that I'm gonna to have to talk a little bit more and I'm trying to trying to bring it all together. Been talking to myself in the mirror, been talking to my wife. I'm excited man to get to talk to young guys and just get guys to take some pressure off themselves and just do their job. They can't win a game by themselves and once we get to just starting to try to win every day and win the little things and win and come on the field and I just want us to work, man, not look at the results and trust our process, our standard, our culture, whatever, they, whatever they're going to call it, we're going to call it. Like, whatever that is, that's what I want to work on in there and try to show. We're chatting with uh, Jermarcus Hardrick, free agent signing on the Western Pizza Guest Hotline. You were here before. You're back again. The second time around, what excites you about coming back to the green and white and the potential for this team? What excites me what excites me is talking to the guys who are coming in and playing against the guys, the bells and the whistles at the stadium, the roar I know I'm gonna get from the fans, the we're gonna get from the fans, and having a chance to come in and try to uh create a new identity with a new coaching staff and a set of new players and try to just do my part and that excites me that's a new challenge, a new opportunity. It wasn't like I was looking for one but now I can go to the gym and think about a new motivation. So that's the, that's the, that's the how I'm looking at it. Coach Corey Mace, 
you would have played against him, right? You guys would have crossed paths as players, but then as coaches. Yes. Why does he check the boxes for you at this stage of your career where you're good? You, things were good in Winnipeg, and you're coming to a team that, let's face it, we got to do a little rebuilding. We got to get back on the right track. Why is he the guy? You're like, yeah, I'm in. Well, just from playing against him, also playing against J.C., playing against Josh Bell, if Mark Clayman's standing over there, if Edward Harrison, just playing against these guys in the league and knowing the commitment they, that you have to have to be in the locker room, just watching those guys play and prepare and seeing the things they did on film, know they're willing to go to extra, extra yard, extra inch, playing against Mace in 2014, I think a little bit in 15 to 14, I for sure just went and watched that game not too long ago. He had 99 on, and I was at D.C. playing against him. It's pretty cool. He's going to be my head coach. He's a players coach. And once the negotiation wanted to open up, I reached out to a lot of players from Toronto or Calgary that he's with, and it was just nothing but love. All the things I was looking for if I was going to make a move. A guy that's about family and a guy that's about coming to work every day and keeping everything in the house and trying to build a family. So everything was all green lights if I was going to move. He, he gave me all green lights. Marcus, would you say Coach Meese was the number one selling point for you to join the Riders? You say him? Yeah, him, or I guess what was that uh, main selling point for you to join the Green and White? The main uh, point for me joining the Riders was I've never tested free agency, and I didn't want to test free agency, really. I was kind of always being selfish, doing what was best for me, standing in Winnipeg. I knew I was comfortable, knew I was easy there. Just having a conversation with my wife, going out and test free agency and going to see what the market is. And I think the decision came with me choosing my wife and kids, the reason I'm in, well, the reason I'm in sense, just choosing my wife and kids and not choosing me being comfortable and just doing what's, doing what's best for us at the moment. Now, here's the thing. Um, Jameer Thurman and Malik Carney are now your teammates. You have to go up against them in practice, but you're not going to have to go up against them in games. Uh, there's some serious customers in the CFL. Who was the, the one or two guys that you always had a struggle with when it came to defending against? Because they were coming at you, and you guys kept Zach Caleros clean for a long, long time. But who are those one or two guys that you're like, uh-oh, I know I'm going to have my work cut out for me today when you face them? I'll say in the recent years, it's been, uh, been, last year was best for sure. Much respect to him. Before Willie came, before Willie came over to Winnipeg when Willie was in Saz, just playing anybody on silent count, but going to play against Willie and you don't, can't have a snap count, that was a hard week to try to sleep. And, uh, I'll say for the last couple of years, playing against Anthony Lemire. Uh, uh-huh. he, he's a guy, I don't know if the stats said, but you know after you play him, you're pretty sore for him. For a while, in my in my earlier years, I have to go with the Westermans, the Bowmans, the Charleston Hughes, uh, the John Chicks. Like I got it, man. It shows my age a little bit, but I played against all those guys. And I'm playing against new guys too. Yeah, it's funny. There's not there haven't been too many John Chick references on the sports cage lately, but that's going back to be like those guys. And you mentioned that that's like the who's who all star list of D line and DNs. Matthew Betts for a lot of people, we would love to see him in green and white. Hey, you know what? But he's 
signed with the Detroit Lions. He signed a future contract. If all goes well, he's not in the CFL next year and go down him. And for his age, the NFL doesn't sign usually too many 30-year-olds as rookies. It was just because of that outstanding season. You mentioned a name there, Willie Jefferson. And I loved him as a rider. And it's too bad we couldn't say. Is he one of the most talented football players you have ever seen? And did you wonder, like, why did he never get his shot, like, in, like, legitimately in the NFL? Because he is just a specimen when it comes to playing football. Yes, I, Willie is one of those guys who keep you up at night when you're playing against him. But just as far as the prayer athlete, just being around and being strong, explosive, he can stand, stand straight up and scratch his knees. Just, just everything we're looking for, athletic. I probably have probably four or five percent body fat. It's bad. I might be giving him too much. He works out every day. He he does the work after practice. Willie is one of those guys that can take over his game, and you know, you never know what play is gonna change the game. And playing against Willie, that's really your mindset that whole game, and that can be a lot of stress. It might be a lot of hollering and yelling at home with the kids that week. <laughs> Well, you know what, Jermarcus Hardrick, it's good to have you back in Rider Nation. So here, is this the hard part now? Now that you've signed with a new team, now it's like, it's a while before training camp. Like, is it, are you like ready to go here like tomorrow if you had to, to like run through a wall because football is front and center again? Football is front and center again. Got that itch again. Got that itch again when I started working out late December, early January. But just from talking to AJ and talking to the other guys on the team, talking to Mace and all the energy and juice we've been going through the CFL the last two weeks. Yeah, the the blood the blood is the the blood is boiling right now, so but uh, uh I know I'll be ready once May come, I'll be ready to compete and try to get better. Well, you know what? It doesn't take you know this, it doesn't take much to get Ryder Nation fired up. I think you're fired up and you've, you've got our blood boiling now too, which, which is great. And it's, it's just February. Uh, well, we're halfway through February, but man, uh, it's going to be great to see you out there wearing green and white again. Uh, cause watching you pancake people, uh, I'm glad you're on our team. That's probably the best way I could say it. it's Jermarcus Hardrick. On the Western Pizza Guest Hotline, perfect pizza with a generous amount of toppings, plus Greek food like souvlaki, ribs, and salads. The goodness you can't make at home. Call Western Pizza today. We're going to take a break. Pat's big game tonight at the Brand Center. More on that coming back on the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sports Cage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. It's the Sports Cage, brought to you by Saskatchewan Lotteries, bringing communities together. Sask Lottery products fund over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. Big game at the Brand Center. Tonight, the Pats taking on the Medicine Hat Tigers. Five points out of a playoff spot. Uh, the Pats are just starting to get hot at the right time. A 6.30 pregame show on 6.20 CKRM, and then Dale DeCaria will have the uh, play-by-play uh, at 7.00. Uh, we've got action in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Three games tonight. Nip wins at Kinsersley. LaRange is at Notre Dame. And Esteban is at Yorkton. 
And if you want to do your part and help the Yorkton Terriers, because uh, McNally, when this came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Terriers were in a bit of a cash crunch. They didn't have a home game for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, they needed some, you know, a cash infusion. So what they've started doing is they started selling 50-50 tickets online, and you can buy them throughout the province of Saskatchewan, and you can grab them now. You don't even got to be at the game. I mean, the game's fun. Uh, YorktonTerriers.com. You got to be within the borders. And they've got their single season tickets on sale. It's 200 bucks for the season. Family pack, that's two adults, two youth, $400. Uh, should be a good game tonight. Oh, and Benny Walchuk from our sister station, GX94 in Yorkton, handles the play-by-play for the Yorkton Terriers and the uh, Melville Mills. He's a busy guy. And, so and another you, team in the Manitoba, the Manitoba Junior, Junior, Junior yeah. Hockey League. So you want to talk about, so you do games on access, and you're you know, once in a while, and you're like, you're, and you're trying to keep it straight. Uh, could you imagine him? He's doing play by play for three different hockey teams. And on the radio, too, which I'll argue is harder. Um, and, you know, no shortage of practice. And uh, we had uh, Benny Walchuk on last week, and uh, he was saying that he had a weekend off. And I'm like, I don't believe you, Benny. Like, you will find something to do uh, because a weekend off for Benny Walchuk when he's calling uh, hockey games for three teams, that, that should never exist. Like I'm, I'm not convinced. You, and the other thing too is when you're doing this, you're riding a bus and you're on a bus along. You basically you live on a bus for X amount of months in the winter time, and you're staying in hotels and eating meals. Now keep in mind this is not the four seasons. It's not like the NHL where you're staying in a five star hotel and you're eating, you know, uh, meals by Michelin chefs. Um, sometimes whatever you're eating tastes like a Michelin tire and you get it in a styrofoam container. Are those still legal in Canada or they ban those anyways? And you grab that, you get on the bus and you, you're driving in the dark and usually in cold, crazy weather, uh, to get to your next game. So, uh, tonight, Benny Walchuk will have the, uh, call, the S. Vembrans. That game is going to get going, uh, at seven o'clock. Uh, we're going to take a, uh, a break here. We've been asking you all afternoon how, have the riders done in free agency? We just spoke to Jermarcus Hardrick, and he sounds, would you not say, he, he's, he's excited, he's fired up to come back to Rider Nation uh, for round two. Yeah, I'd say that uh, he's uh, he's more than ready. I mean, I, I did not realize that uh, he was part of the Riders back in 2015. So, uh, oh yeah, learned learned a little bit here oh, no, uh, no. this afternoon. I, he, he's there's some rings on that oak tree there. Like he's talking about, he played against John Chick. Like he played against all of those, like a young John Bowman. Like I remember him when he came in. You know, when he was just this giant, the behemoth of a man, and just raw. But you could tell the skills were there, and he was just. But then, as he went on, and then once he got to Winnipeg and it got refined, and then you really saw him. Like, this guy is dominant. I would love to know, if he spent seven years in Winnipeg, how many sacks did he give up, like, over those seven years? Not Not a a lot. lot. No. Not a lot. Because if one thing over these past few years, Zach Kalaros did not get sacked a lot. And if he did, I don't know if it came from Hardrick's side. Like, he's like, I had my guy. Um, So that's exciting. Uh, that's one of the eight signings so far today. Jalen Edwards Cooper, Jameer Thurman, AJ Ouellette, Malik Carney, Jordan and Justin Herdman Reed, Clint Radkovich, and as mentioned, Jermarcus Hardrick. Yeah, we're going to get uh, Glenn Suter's take. Uh, Suits joins us in about 15 minutes' time. Uh, we'll get him on. Uh, we'll take a break. Coming back, it's the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Our house is your house. Welcome inside the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. 
Final few minutes here on the Sports Cage this afternoon. If you want to connect with the show, you can always call 1-866-767-0620. You can text us on the Capital Ford Lincoln text line, 306-936-6262. Maz and Ryan McNally joined now by rider legend Glenn Suter for Quality Tire with nine locations across Saskatchewan, qualitytire.ca. Suits so far in free agency, what grade would you give the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Are we B, B plus, are we A, are we A plus? Eight signings so far today. Yeah, I would say A minus uh at this point and and pushing that A A plus. Um this is this is a, a real good day for Saskatchewan. You know, I mean some of the, the teams that struggled last year have to be more aggressive in free agency especially with this many players available every year. Uh, but to get I, – I thought A.J. Ouellette was one of the top guys. Matthew Betts, who's a Detroit Lion. Now, um, you know, Jamarcus Hardrick certainly is a huge one. But I, th- I thought Ouellette, just just the, the attitude – um, the putting, you know, putting the team first, all the way he approaches the game, his physicality. I, I just think he was one of the top guys in free agency and for the riders to get him locked down. Jameer Thurman is an excellent one. And so is Malik Carney. So, you know, I, again, uh, and I know I'm missing a few there. I think uh, Jalen Edwards Cooper is an excellent signing as well. Starters, across the board for most of those guys. And then a couple of good uh, special teamers, guys you can sub through the defense and Herdman Reed. So, you know, I, I, I think it's a, a great day for Saskatchewan. And I'm not surprised that they went out and got real aggressive. So one of your, your former teammate, Jeff Harrow, we had him on the show yesterday and he had talked about Jalen Edwards Cooper. He said he was in Vancouver watching a game and you and him obviously see football differently because you played. And he said, nobody threw at that guy. He said, this is one of the best sneaky underrated signings, if it goes through, that Ryder Nation's going to be in love with because this guy is good. Just that, you, you know this, if you're a good DB, they don't know your name. We never talk about you on TV. Only when things are bad do we know the name on your back uh, when you're playing that position. We talked to him earlier in the show today. He sounds fired up. He said, this is like a college album. This is, this is something he wanted, and he said he's ready to bring it. And he still wants to be an unknown, but he said everyone in Ryder Nation is going to know who he is after a few weeks. Well, yeah, once, once you sign as a free agent and leave your team, you're sort of your original team, I, I, I think the, the spotlight hits you pretty hard. I mean, the, you know, you, that's your first half of your next season which for Jalen Edwards Cooper will be this coming season with your new team is, is huge because people, all eyes are on you. You've changed, you've, you've left your original team. You're, you're moving on as a free agent, got some extra money and, and now you've got to live up to it. So I, I agree with Jeff though, with his assessment of, of his play. You know, I think when you have a guy like TJ Lee in your, in your backfield, that guy gets so much publicity that a lot of the other guys are sort of uh, maybe overlooked when it comes to just, you know, engagement from the media. But uh, a fantastic starter in the in the defensive backfield. And and you know what? You're you're right. If you're not talking a lot about those guys, that means they're playing really well. You know, I I thought it, it's been an interesting day though. I mean, Demarcus Hardwick still has a lot of football left in him and. 
I think what, and I listened to his interview with you guys, it was excellent. He's real excited and, and that's important. But what, what he brings, and we talked about this last week, that I think is sort of like the Nick Hebler effect back in the old days when he joined our team just before the 89 run. Marcus Hardrick brings a championship pedigree with him, like a, a guy who can go into the locker room just outside of his great skill and talent and dominance on the field. But in the locker room, he also can go to that old line and say, guys, we're doing all the right things. Or if they're not doing the right things, he can say, hey, we got to do more of X, Y, Z to get to where we need to be. And if something comes up in the middle of the season, you know, one player goes off in a different direction or something, Hardrick can pull him back in because he's got that great resume behind him and all the championship appearances. So I, I just think, you know, those are some things that you don't necessarily measure throughout a season but they're huge. And Jameer Thurman brings a little of that too. But but out of all the guys, uh, Jamarcus Hardrick's been to how many great cups now? Uh, four, one, two, yeah. seven years of dominance. Now, it, it, you, you would know because you've been in the locker room. Was the lack of accountability maybe over the past two years with the Riders, was that evident to you that a guy like a Jamarcus Hardrick, the Jameer Thurman, they can change that? They can pull a guy aside and say, hey, you need to be better because we all need to be better, but you got to get your act together. Was that what was kind of missing? Fairholm thought that. He thought that there was you needed some of those glue guys to to get the team in the right spot. Coaches can't do everything. No, it's true. You know, I, I think, you know, Larry Dean was one of those guys and there, and there were a couple like in the, in the rider locker room, but you, those guys have to be working in tandem. And I'll take this conversation even a little further than maybe Jeff did that they have to be in working in tandem with the coaches, not that they're in coaches meetings and then they go and they talk to the team. Obviously they would almost be looked at as not traders, that's the wrong way to say it. But, you know, you, you don't want to make it look like you're just an extension of the coach. But the coach has to back up what some of those veteran leaders are doing by their decisions. So if, if for instance, let's just say, and I, I don't know that this happened, so don't, don't think that I, this is inside information, but let's just hypothetically say that there was an incident in the locker room, Larry Dean went to fix it or talk to the players involved with it, uh, he felt like it wasn't going to get fixed because of a certain attitude and the coach doesn't do anything and he leaves that guy in the locker room way too long. And and I will say not just the coach, but the coach and GM together. Because sometimes the coach wants to make a change and the GM doesn't have anybody behind him to, to go and fill that spot. So, uh, you know, I, I think when, when it's working together and both the, the coaching staff and the leaders are looking at it the same way are, are they have the same mindset in building the culture, then you have a chance to really do it because you weed out the problem child. You, you read the, weed those guys out of your locker room if they don't get the message and uh, from the veterans. So yeah, I, I think Hardrick can get that, that ball started. Jameer Thurman certainly can. I think AJ Olette will be uh, a guy that does it through example just how he approaches the game and how he plays and practices. And so you're, you know, you're going to see that leadership, you know, there. And now the coaching staff has to work together to make sure if there's any of those issues where guys aren't being accountable and they're going off on their own 
agendas that you weed those guys out. But I think with Mace, does that even just with his style and what he brings, is that not even going to be an option from day one? Like there is only one way to go. There's only one way we're doing it in Rider Nation. And you're in. If you're in, you're in. And if you're out, you're out now. Because I don't think he's the type of guy that I don't. I don't think there's two sets of rules. I think it's one way, and everybody's in. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I you know I I think him as an assistant, which is not quite the same pressure and same dynamic, uh, has proven that. And some of these free agents, you know, if, if you get them in a one-on-one, they'll probably tell you that Corey Mace being the head coach was a big reason for them signing with Saskatchewan. Although you don't need many other reasons other than it's just such a great place to play with the crowd and the, the stadium and everything else that happens in Saskatchewan. But when you win, when you win, okay, you you know this. When everything's good in Ryderville and we're on a hot streak, no better place in the world to live. A few yeah, w, a few a few L's, yeah, a few L's put together, not necessarily. And you would know. I'm sure your your inbox and your Twitter feed could probably. I I would hate to see what that looks like some some days. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still I still get that occasionally as a as a broadcaster, believe it or not. But as a player, I figured out after I retired that passion when you're losing and having people be upset about it is better than indifference. Yes. I would 100% agree. Okay, so we just found out, I just read on Twitter, Evan Johnson is signing with the Hamilton Ticats. Nice signing for them. And I want to ask you about this, because when Jamal Morrow was here as a Saskatchewan Rough Rider, there was nothing wrong with Jamal Morrow, his effort, his attitude, seemed like a great team guy out in the community, couldn't have been a better rider. But for whatever reason, just... Did there what, what was the missing piece to be like, you know what, I think we're going to have to try and go somewhere else without a Jamar Moore? Because we found out he signed in Calgary about an hour ago, it was announced. What's your take on him? Mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic back. I, I, you know, part of it was the commitment, the mindset from the coaching staff, the commitment to the run. I mean, you know, Brady Oliveira in Winnipeg is my best example. I mean, when Buck Pierce will he will stick with Brady because Brady is the heartbeat of that offense. And and they have a an, an MOP quarterback, but their their offense sort of sets the tone with the run game and with Brady Oliveira. And and even if he's catching little swing passes or screens. And it's the way he approaches. Everyone kind of follows along with them. I mean it'll be interesting to talk to Jamarcus Hardrick about his influence and what AJ Olette in that same type of role, because they're very similar similar guys. They're very physical guys. They they take the physicality to the defense rather than just being tackled. And and that's not a, a slight against Morrow. Morrow's a different type of guy. Um, but I, I think it was a combination, to answer your question last year, that the, the coaching staff just would abandon it at times, didn't think of it and that position as a key um, – offensive weapon really and thought to win games they're going to have to spread the ball out to all their receivers and and not necessarily go to him consistently that to me is is got to be part of it and i you know i'm sure Corey may's playing against these great running backs and having a guy like andrew harris and olette right there in his same locker room for these last couple of years is is you know is is a good sign that he will be committed 
and make sure that Larry Mueller is committed to, or excuse me, um, Mark Mueller. Mark Mueller. Is committed <laughs> to the, yes, is committed to the. Well, uh, Dad's committed to. Yeah, I think Dad's probably committed to. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Suits, I wanted to ask, it, it's been, uh, you know, obviously just day one here in uh, free agent frenzy here in uh, CFL land, but uh, what are what are maybe one or two holes that you'd like to see the Riders address here uh, for the rest of the free agency period? Well, I know it's sort of reach for the sky stuff, but Tim White's still available. And, you know, uh, I, I know that there's costs involved, and he's a top guy. I mean, Matthew Betts, Tim White, A.J. Olette, those were sort of top guys before they signed. And, um, you know, I, unless something's happened in the last hour, I, I think Tim White is still out there. Um, you know, I have to go through the list again because it's changing pretty quickly. But, uh, but as Tim, far as, Tim White know, at 300 grand, though? Like, would you, like, Sorry? honestly, like, if you're, because what the, I guess what came out from three down today was Tim White wants 300 grand a season. Is, is there a 300 grand wide receiver in the CFL this season? And if it is, is it Tim White? Like, I don't, I don't know, but that's a lot to invest into one guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not doing that deal. So no. I, it's, it's not, it's not bringing Tim White uh, at any price. It's, it's if he gets to day three or four and the price starts coming down a little bit, if, if that's accurate at 300,000 is what he wants, then no, I mean, we've seen that with other teams where they go big on receivers and Edmonton did that. You know, they, they go in free agency, big on receiver and, and, they have quarterback issues. Yeah, they they go big yeah. on receiver, light on quarterback, and then look what ends up happening. Uh, exactly. You know. Or or light on O line, and they have to rebuild that. Or light on and don't have a running back, and you know. So, you no, know, you you can't overspend for a receiver. Well, for anyone really, but you can't overspend for a receiver for sure. But you know, again, he's he, you know he's just such a talented guy. If if that price can work somewhere and goes down a little bit. Um, you know, uh, I'd be looking at him. I, I was going to say O-line would be a, a target for Saskatchewan, but I'm not sure that there's, you know, you might, you might want to build to the draft and stuff there now based on what who's left in the O-line after Hardrick signed. Is Trevor Harris, you still think he's got some good football left in him? I mean, listen, that was an unfortunate injury, and obviously the season changed last year uh, when that happened. I mean, just to see the look on his face when that card came out. But, uh is that still, if he's healthy, he's still he's still our guy. He's uh, he's going to lead us to where we need to be. Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of fans that are concerned with that, but I, I I would say you know for a lot of guys at his age and with this injury, you would be more concerned than you should be when it comes to Trevor Harris because. I've had so many conversations with Trevor and, and his discipline in training, in nutrition, in physio, in all that he does as a pro is off the charts. It's, it's kind of like Brady-ish. Remember when he was talking about all his supplements and the things that he does and his, his, his training regime and that TB12 diet. From? Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. All that stuff. Well, Trevor Harris is that guy. I mean, he's 
He's the same guy. He's got the quick release. He's he's got the great recognition. He processes and finds receivers. His accuracy is still there. So to answer your question, absolutely can he lead this team to a championship season. And it looked this team looked very different before he got hurt. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we 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 did, and like this is this is good, and we had a chance, and then everything. But then once that happened, it just seemed that the uh, uh, the wheels fell off. Because yeah, we've we a lot of other things, but yeah, with still the quarterback position, which you can't forget, is still one of the uh, the, the most. It's funny you mentioned Tom Brady and with the TB12 diet, and I don't know if you saw the commercial yet. Tom Brady and his. Um, <laughs> His Dunkin' Donuts Super Bowl commercial, where he's one of the Dung Kings with Ben Affleck and uh, and Matt Damon. Uh, it's hilarious. Suits, were the TV opportunities there for you, like for Tom Brady when you retired from the game? Like, was your agent fielding calls to be doing? It would have been Robin's Donuts probably at the time. And I don't know what casinos were open, but what were you getting offered up when you decided to hang up the cleats finally? Yeah, I, I turned down so many donut commercials. No, I. <laughs> no, I, I. It's a different beast, isn't it? And uh, you know, I watched all those commercials, and they're great. And you know, the Super Bowl. I, I, I just thought last week. I, you guys know that I don't ever make predictions, but going into the game last week, I, I said to Sean that I would make a prediction on the Super Bowl, and I, I took the Chiefs, and I said if. Travis Kelsey has a big game, the Chiefs win. And if uh, Christian McCaffrey has a big game, the the 49ers can upset the Chiefs because I, I thought it was still the Chiefs that should be favored because of their pedigree and because of their quarterbacking. And, hey, listen, I, I, was, I, I was impressed by Brock Purdy, but he just doesn't quite yet have that sense of urgency in the red zone that he needs in a championship game. But Kelsey gets – Almost a hundred yards in the second half. I know. So for like, half, in the first in the first quarter, there was one uh, one catch for one yard, and obviously his freak out on the sideline. Okay, that that's where a lot of people are like, "Listen, man, we get it. Like you're into it, and but you don't. Like, have you ever seen that before? Where a player's pushing a coach because that crossed the line for a lot of people to be like, you just you yeah, don't. Yeah, do I, I I have seen it. I have seen it. It's it's not good. It's obviously not good. And I understand his frustration, but we, you know, we in the in the media, especially guys that are covering the game, have got to stop saying that it's just being competitive to do things like that. Because then kids believe that to be competitive, I need to go and yell at my coach. And what that takes them is to a place on the bench, or even worse, they get cut. So you know, I, it was it was not good. And Kelsey was out there, and he was getting checked. He was there. He they were covering down on Kelsey in the first half. I was watching. Him. I thought the telecast should have shown us Kelsey trying to get open when they were struggling in the first half, and they were behind on the scoreboard. And then they showed him, and they got to it in the second half when he started making catches. But I thought that it was as big a story that the 49ers defensively were taking him out of the game. Yes. And then McCaffrey early on had his fumble. That didn't help their cause when they were down in scoring position a couple of times and didn't get points. So, you know, I maybe I should do more predictions. I don't know. I, <laughs> I should have put, I should have put money on it, gentlemen. There's, hey, listen, there's enough uh, gambling apps out there. You, and I'm sure you could probably still call your agent to be like, listen. 
<laughs> All of these places have funds for guys like me that can go on these radio stations and give my bowl predictions and get people to sign up and uh, to drop some hard-earned money. Uh, what was it, the FanDuel thing where Gronkowski was kicking before the game and he missed the field goal, so everybody that picked missed shared in the $10 million pot? Uh, and I'm like, okay, so there's some dollars there. It was funny. It was the tale of two halves. San Fran looked uh, totally in control in the first half, and then whatever Chris Jones said to the defense in the second quarter, and we saw it because they showed the replay when he gathered everybody up. From there, the game changed, and then the Kansas City Chief defense that from December on showed up, and then it was game. And you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid because they are like Brady and Belichick. When the games are on the line and it matters, they now have that pedigree is they just don't lose. They just don't lose. And now, what's that, Kyle Shanahan? Is that 0-3 or 0-4 in these big games that he's blown leads when it matters most? That's yeah, the yeah, side of history you, know, I, you don't want to be on. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I, I was also looking at, you know, it was, it was it was a weird dynamic because I've always said as a broadcaster that if it's a one-score game, so one possession game, either three or four or whatever, um, and a game that goes to overtime is always a good game because all the fans are engaged on both sides. So they're engaged from the start and the kickoff all the way to the end. Well, in the kickoff in the NFL, it doesn't matter. But the all the way to the end. And so when you think of that as a general rule, this should have been considered just a fantastic game. But yet, it it really wasn't. I mean, in the second half, there it, it took five offensive series combined by the two teams to get one first down in the second half. They were at the like the eight minute mark of the third quarter before they got one first down either team. So again, you know, you could say, well, that's great defensive play, and I I often try to take the narrative that way, but. Um, it just didn't have a lot of big plays. The one double pass by the 49ers, in fact, I think there was a penalty that they didn't call. <laughs> but, uh, there was alignment downfield, I believe, and uh, that's against the rules. So, anyway, I, I just it was a weird dynamic because, in general, you think, hey, an overtime game is a great game, period. Uh, but it, it didn't feel like that for a big part of it. So, no. it, was, it was a weird one. But, again, I don't know, like uh, – Suits I don't. Bet, I wouldn't bet against Brady back then, and I and I certainly wouldn't bet against Mahomes now. Well, Suits is one and zero, making predictions. Suits is always. <laughs> we appreciate the insight. You're, you, that's why you're the best, and that's why we have you here on the Sports Cage. It's Glenn Suter for Quality Tire. Nine locations across Saskatchewan. QualityTire.ca. Uh, hey, if you missed any part of the cage today, if you missed the Jalen Edwards-Cooper interview or the Jamarcus Hardrick interview, you can always grab it on our podcast. We'll have that up on the social channels uh, in just a little bit, at Sports Cage on both Facebook and I still call it Twitter, X, if you will. That'll do it. It's the Sports Cage. Uh, for this Tuesday afternoon. Have a good night.